Hello, friends. I'm your host, Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. Here, I'll discuss the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. I want each episode to leave you feeling validated, empowered, and oh so radical. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hey ladies, before we dive into the episode, I wanted to remind you of another awesome resource for stepmoms. It was the resource I desperately needed when I was in the thick of all my stepmom feelings. So what is it? Stepmom Magazine. Stepmom Magazine is a monthly online publication and each issue is full of articles from therapists and stepfamily experts who know exactly what you're going through and what to do about it because they're stepmoms too. When you subscribe, you not only get the monthly issue, but access to a private group forum where you can talk with other stepmoms from around the world. There's also ebooks on hot topics like raising teens, being a full-time stepmom, parental alienation, and so much more. They're all available to download right now. Joining is easy. Head to stepmommagazine.com and use the code RADICAL20 to save 20%. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know how much you love it. Now, on to the episode. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. This episode is a little different. A few weeks ago, I asked Instagram followers to submit questions for me to answer on an episode. So here it is. This is me answering rapid fire questions. And maybe after a couple questions, I will have a special guest join me. So are you ready? Let's go. The first question is, what is the difference between setting boundaries and leading with insecurity? I love this question. I think I'm going to use an example that I have heard many times from stepmoms, which is the stepmom may not feel comfortable with her partner going to pickups or drop-offs by themselves because they don't want them to go alone without them there to see the ex, right? And I've had these conversations with stepmoms where they're saying, is this a boundary that I can put in place? Or is this unreasonable? And this particular question is kind of giving the alternatives, right? Is this boundaries being put in place or is this leading with insecurity? I feel if you are asking yourself, am I insecure about this? There's some part of you that is insecure about it. And I think the difference is, let's break them down. Identifying a boundary is usually attached to a core value and belief, right? Like, I don't want the kids in my bedroom because I value privacy, my own space, having a sanctuary. I value protected intimacy with my partner. This is my safe space, right? You can identify this core value and belief. Now, if you are leading with insecurity, there is a part of you that wants to control the situation to feel better about it yourself. So in these instances where stepmoms are not necessarily wanting their partner to go to pick up or drop off without them, I encourage that stepmom to think, where is that really coming from? What am I afraid of happening? What control am I trying to have of the situation? Now, a stepmom might want that boundary in place because, well, I don't trust the ex because she's going to do something and I don't think my partner 
is going to handle the situation appropriately, right? Like I've heard that totally valid. A boundary could be put in place, but that could also be leading with insecurity. And there's a deeper rooted issue. And that is trust. Who do you trust? Who do you not trust? What are you fearing, right? If it's a boundary that's in that you want to put in place, it's more connected to that core value and belief of maybe perhaps you want that boundary in place because you want the ex to, you know, whatever that might be, to see you in that role or you want, you know, so I think if you are trying to decide if it's an appropriate boundary or if you're leading with insecurity to dig a little deeper and identify where exactly it's stemming from and what the root is. Is it the core value and belief or is it your need to control the situation because you are fearing something? Whew, that was a that was a big one to just jump right in. The next one that we're going to How did you go about defining your stepmom role? Trial and error. Trial and error of I thought that I wanted to be the stepmom that was doing it all and that I was just like any other mom. And I was no different from what his mom is. And that was very naive, even if I'm saying it out loud. That is now that I'm saying it out loud. Very naive. As time went on, I realized that my comfort level was different and there were certain things that I either was no longer being appreciated for, or I never was appreciated for, or that I just simply didn't want to do them. And then I had to edit my stepmom role and identify how I did want to show up and what was no longer important to me. And then that trickled down into conversations with my partner and led to disengagement, right? So I think for someone who's trying to identify their role, my biggest advice is learning more about yourself, what feels right, what doesn't feel right, what expectations are being placed on you, what resentments are you holding on to? Because if you're holding on to some resentment, that means you're not doing things the way that you want them, or you're not doing things the way that you want to do them where you're saying yes when you should be saying no. And that's a big part of what I was doing in the beginning. And that's when I had to readjust. Okay. The next question, simple tips to reclaim your identity in stepmotherhood. Okay. So I feel like one, we just need to unpack how easily it is to lose your identity once you get into a relationship, right? It's not even just becoming a stepmom. It's it's joining your life with someone else. Before I met my husband, I was in a relationship, long-term relationship. And I was one of those girls that kind of like morphed in to him. And I told myself I would not do that again. And I didn't do that when I met my husband. But I did start to lose my identity once I latched on to stepmotherhood and it's being talked about more and more how that happens in motherhood as well, right? So anytime you're latching on and, and merging lives with either a partner or children, you are at the risk of losing four pieces of yourself. And this isn't to say that it's not okay for you to be influenced by the other person. We love that, right? Like that is a large part of what I've been attracted to 
when I met my husband was, I love that your life is different than mine. And he has influenced me over the past near decade. But that core person who we are, where we feel like we know ourselves and we can find ourselves in the dark, that's a feeling that we want to have. Where no matter what, no matter who we're with, who we're around, we are grounded and we know ourselves. If in stepmotherhood you feel you've lost that, the quickest way to reclaim your identity is to put yourself in an environment that is familiar to you and where you felt most yourself. Think back to the last time that you felt centered, the last time that you felt like you were being seen, the last time that you felt validated and heard. For me, that's sometimes the people that I'm around, my best friends who have known me for nearly 30 years, <laughs> or it's a place. I love going to the ocean. I love putting my feet in the sand. That is where I feel most connected to the things that are important to me, earth, air, water, right? So finding those places are those people that just get you and then start bringing them back into your life in, in either small ways or big ways, you know, whether that is doing something that you used to do that you no longer do anymore. If you were super into hot yoga before you met your partner and became a stepmom, go join hot yoga. If you were really into painting, if you were really into going to concerts or festivals or making jewelry, whatever it was that you've put down, pick it back up and start surrounding yourself with the people that make you feel really good. If you've lost touch with them and you feel it's still an op like you know a relationship that you can rekindle, reach out to them. It might be awkward, but if they're an important part of your life, they'll understand, right? So just pulling back those pieces that meant a lot to you and who made you feel like you, bring them back into your everyday life. Which reminds me, I should probably go schedule some hot yoga. One of the questions I got, which was funny because you you guys are right. I completely left you in the dark about that big news that Biomom dropped on us a couple months ago. And it was not to be cryptic. It was simply because she hasn't said anything about it since. So she was going to make a very big vocational change and it would have impacted her schedule and our schedule drastically where my husband and I were pretty much prepared, like gearing up to go to court and fight for full custody. In typical biomom fashion, we have not heard anything since. So we are just going to consider that dream dead. But the question that was submitted over and over again was one, what was it? And two, was our move into our new house at all related? So one, I'm not going to go into the, her details because at this point I find it very irrelevant, but it was a big vocational change that was going to impact a lot of things. And it didn't have anything to do with our move. We have been wanting to move for a really long time. It just so happens that it coincided with her news. And so, yeah, uh, we moved just within the distance that we could possibly, as far away as we possibly could move away from her without changing our parenting plan. So that was not on purpose. It was just a happy accident. So, <laughs> all right, next question. The hardest and the easiest part about being a stepmom. Fuck. Let's see. I'd say the easiest part for me is 
showing up and in, in, uh, showing up for my stepson in the way that he needs as far as emotionally connecting with him, understanding him, and really helping him navigate navigate his challenges. He's not a he's a you know a complicated kid. He is changing as he gets older. And I honestly feel like I was built, <laughs> I was prepared to be his stepmom with everything that I bring to the table. That to me is really easy. That's just who I am. That's the way that I show up in my family. And I can do that in my sleep. No problem. The hardest part about being a stepmom, I mean, you guys aren't going to be surprised about this. You ready for it? Say it with me now. <sighs> the ex. <laughs> She's the hardest part, the instability, the predictable unpredictability, the conflict, the chaos, the, I just want her to find happiness and settle down and just sit still for a freaking second. I just want her to just be what her son needs her to be and honestly, what we need her to be. So that lack of control <laughs> that I can't do any of that, I can't change any of that, that is the hardest part for me. And gosh, I talk to so many stepmoms that are in the same boat and that are just constantly trying to navigate. How do I let go that this, it could this possibly be how it's always going to be? And my advice for myself and for you is if you're asking yourself that question, just answer it by saying yes. Yes, this is how it's going to be. Now what do I do? How do I find that acceptance? How do I move forward in my family and in my life knowing that if this is the way that it's going to be, how am I going to be okay? What do you need to do to be okay with that? For me, I compartmentalize it. She is over there doing her crazy chaotic stuff. Nothing she does surprises me anymore, whether she is letting us know that she broke up with a boyfriend six months after we already knew while she's in the same breath introducing a new boyfriend that used to make me laugh or make me cry, but now it makes me laugh. So that's the hardest part. And I'm working on that acceptance and that, that it's okay. And that though it's the hardest part, though she is the hardest part about it, she is also, I am working every day to make her as irrelevant as possible. Does that make sense? And I think that's what all of our goals should be. She can be the hardest part, the most difficult part, the most freaking sore of our life, right? But she can also be the most irrelevant if we decide, if we, if we put her there, if we place her in that irrelevant spot. That is what's in our control. Mm -hmm. Next question. Hmm. Along with that, one thing you would change about your step family. Well, obviously, that. but besides that very glaring, obvious part, and this might surprise you. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I honestly wish that my husband didn't hate her so much. I wish that he had some, and all of you who are like, what? <laughs> Listen, hear me out. I'm constantly going back and forth about which is worse because I talked to so many stepmoms who have the, the partner who was married 
for a significant amount of time and they're stumbling across the wedding photos and they have all these memories and, oh, you can't go on that vacation because he took bio mom there or all that, that history, that history. And because of that history, you know that there were good times, right? That you know that at some point your partner was happy. To me, I honestly wish I had that for my husband. I wish that he had some happy memories with this woman who he created a child with. The fact that he doesn't creates so much issue between him and I in that he responds reactively. He responds in a way of fuck her. He responds in a way of, I know how she is. She's always been this way. He doesn't have good memories with her. He's always distrusting of her. And it sucks. It sucks because one, I don't like being put in a position where I feel like I'm defending her because I don't like her very much either. But a bigger part of me just wishes that he had happy memories that were related to the birth of his child and the mother of his first child, right? There's a discrepancy there. Did you catch it? (laughs) I just wish that for him. And I think that that is one of the things that I would change. I say that very hesitantly as if some magic genie is going to come out and grant me my wish. But I honestly do think that our dynamic would be a little different if they had mutual respect in the slightest form or if they even had a memory of respect in the slightest form. So that's my answer. We are going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back with a special guest. All right, so I am back and I have my very special guest. Hi, honey. Hey. (laughs) Say hi. Hi. Welcome, my husband. If you have not heard our previous episodes, my husband, Jacob, and he decided to come on and answer some of the questions that I feel would be better suited for the both of us. Always happy to help. (laughs) So the first question we were asked was, does bio mom allow our son to do things at her house that we do not allow at our house? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Essentially the entire way that she parents. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the basis of us going to parallel parenting is because we were tired of dealing with her crap. Yes, exactly. And the different ways that we could not get on the same page. Yeah, and that started, I think, the moment that I came into the picture let me ask this. When, but can you, sorry, listeners here, our cat is trying to get into our office. So, brief moment while we open the door. <laughs> Sweepy. Everyone on Instagram knows who Sweepy is. <laughs> She's cat famous. Okay. So, let me ask you this, babe. Mm-hmm. What were you guys dealing with, if you can remember that far back, because it's been like, Ten years. What things did you guys disagree with early on in parenting? Uh, Like, was it straight out of him coming out of her that you guys uh, disagreed? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We're just that opposite that I don't think we agreed on much at all. I mean, I think we had his best intentions at heart. Uh, We just... (sighs) Didn't necessarily agree on how to get there. 
So whether it was dietary stuff or... Right. Wasn't there a thing about formula for... Yeah. She she was... She had a hard time with milk production. So he was on formula. Yeah. But it was like the type of milk that... Well, it was, it was, it, she was a non-dairy type of person. Uh, so she was promoting goat milk and a bunch of mm-hmm. other stuff. And I don't think that there was a big difference there, but, you know, she had some pretty big ideas initially. She wanted to make all his own baby food and mm-hmm. all organic and which is I don't know, probably organic stuff, but you know what I mean. Like, <clears throat> right, but she has big ideas and lack of follow through. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> don't shoot so, me. Thank you for summarizing for me. <laughs> well, I've been witness to this for a while. So, as far as I mean, yes, we switched over to parallel parenting several years ago. Yeah. And, but for right now, I think the biggest things that we are dealing with are his access to screen time. Mm hmm. And, him being home alone now at her house. And yeah. I mean, we, have, I mean, we've had dietary differences with his food intolerances and her refusal to accommodate that. Yeah, follow, through through follow through with the plan. You know, she would make commitments and then not follow through. And so there's, there's been divergence all along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, which we still deal with now, like the dietary stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, non GMO is not the same thing as as uh, gluten free. Gluten free, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean now it's it's back. It's screen time. Mm-hmm. So because we parallel parent, we don't really handle it by discussing it with her as much anymore. So what we do now that he's older is we get our information by asking him just questions of well he usually tells us something and then we just ask clarifying questions like oh you've been home alone a lot more now okay well mm-hmm. how often and what do you do when you're home alone and a part of me and i don't know if you do but a part of me feels a little like should i be asking these questions and i don't know if i'm questioning that because i'm a stepmom and i'm like should i should i be asking him these questions or do you how do you feel when you ask him more details about what goes on over there? I feel cautious, like I need to be discreet in how I, you know, pose the questions or not come as Often, like, like interrogating yeah. kind of thing, you know? <laughs> and then criticizing. Yeah, exactly. Like her, because she makes stupid ass and we're like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> well. A new boyfriend. <laughs> there's that. There's, there's just so many sources of conflict that it's inevitable that we're going to, something's going to come up that we don't agree with. Yeah. Um, so. so I feel like at this point, because there's so many, like the, it was just a known thing and we parallel parent, which means we let go of that control and we decide, is it worth discussing it with her or at least letting her know that we're aware? Yeah. I think we're pretty good about letting her know that we're Aware of what's going on, but I, I think we're pretty tactful about it. It's not necessarily accusatory. accusatory. It's like, oh, we heard yeah. this from him. Can you give us more information? This is interesting. You're leaving him home alone for six hours in a row. Yeah, just kind of like lead the conversation, but allow yeah her to hang herself. Really, no, <laughs> just kidding. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, we lean with 
poise, I think. We're very respectful when we do ask her. And then she... I think I think what I was getting at is, or I'm trying to recall was, if it's not in violation of the parenting plan, yeah, it's really, it's... A parenting style. A parenting style at that point. Yeah. That's a good line. If it's not in violation of the parenting plan, it's a parenting style. And if we're parallel parenting, we let it go. Kind of. I mean, uh, that, that's the nature of the relationship. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate her staying out of our stuff. And and I was just about to say, she does not come at us for anything. Like, she doesn't ask us anything. Not really. But I also think it's because we don't offer anything. We've pr we're pretty friggin' stable. Aside from moving in the past month, we haven't done anything for her to ask us. That's the most we've done to upset the balance of this right. parallel parenting relationship the entire time. Yeah. Because we've always been solid. Uh-huh. Go us. All right. Next question. Yeah. So we have a daughter together. Indeed. She just turned five. And one of the questions that I often get uh, is my experience as the stepmom in bringing in an RS baby to the equation and the feelings that I had about that and how you and I communicated if we did about these feelings and not to be cryptic. But like when we were first talking about having a baby, I was vocal with you about my insecurities and the things that I didn't want to have happen or the things that I thought you were thinking of as far as comparing her experience to, or your experience with her to ours, or. We're thinking that these were things that I had already experienced thinking very generally. Yeah. Uh, but not realizing how things are different. Yeah. I think I romanticized a lot more than what you actually experienced. Oh, by far. Like, I remember, well, first, I mean, let, breaking it down to the first thing, my fear, and I know stepmoms listening can relate to this, my fear before getting pregnant was, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to get pregnant. He got this chick pregnant on accident, <laughs> and he's not going to be able to get me pregnant on purpose. And I mean, women in general have a lot of guilt, shame, pressure on themselves of that were the, you know, all this stuff. Special shout out, sending love to the women dealing with infertility right now. Like that is a huge weight that we carry. So I remember that. And then once we did get pregnant, it was like I wanted everything to be different. And I was always in the back of my head going, he's done this before. And like, maybe it's not as exciting for him. Maybe he's comparing being like, oh, well, she didn't experience, you know, all that stuff. But the, the difficult part in hearing all that <clears throat> is you used the word romanticized. Mm-hmm. That's what you did in your own mind. Mm -hmm. But that's based on the assumption that there was romance in the first place on my side, mm -hmm. which there wasn't. Mm -hmm. So that in itself set the difference from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It was a completely different experience altogether because of the fact that I was absolutely in love with you. 
Yeah. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. Which before you came on, mm-hmm. I answered a question of what's one of the hardest things uh, about being, uh, or what would I change? Sorry, that was the question. What would I change? And I discussed, and I'm scared to say it, but one of the things that I would probably change is the fact that you didn't have that romantic sweepy. Nope. <laughs> now she wants to get out of the office. <laughs> How you didn't have that romance with her. And I feel like sometimes that creates an additional amount of conflict or anger, frustration, resentment in our blended dynamic because you don't have any of those happy memories. So it's like you're just validating what I'm what I've already said in this episode of like you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I think I was just so emotional in in getting pregnant and wanting to have this experience with you and also knowing that you like have done it before. That's the thing. Like so many stepmoms are just grieving the fact that we're not the first. We're not the first marriage. We're not the first yeah, yeah. pregnancy. I, I, I can just totally see how you know a lot of a lot of women and our partners feel that way. You know. That's why at, as loud as I can, I sing that song. I wish all your exes were dead. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people that listen that have had a similar experience that I have. Yeah. And I'm sure they will tell you that it does change your experience. It absolutely changes your experience. I think it makes it harder for you now, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, going through all of the emotions that you were going through when we were trying to get pregnant, obviously those were real at the time. And I'm sure you can see how different it was for me mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know, reflecting back, mm-hmm. right? But now you have to deal with, like you said, you know, by not having that attachment, by not having those those feelings, that romance, there is a lot of that resentment. There mm-hmm. is a lot of that anger that I still carry. Mm-hmm. And that comes out in our day-to-day interactions, our day-to-day conversations, about this topic, mm-hmm. right? about biomom. Yeah, well, and, it was it's it was tough, right? Because you you get stuck in a position where you have to almost be a mediator because you <laughs> you know he's validating everything I've already said to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm angry, I'm resentful. Mm-hmm. You know, I spit venom, and I don't have a lot of kind <laughs> things to say. And I would rather, in many ways, burn this mother effort down then try to build a bridge right which i did stories recently because i shared on the insta the email that you that we wrote together <laughs> the, the edited version yes oh. well i didn't share that email but i shared just the process of that email and that you came in and you're like do you want to look at it and i'm like yo you need to be nicer right and what was funny is in sharing this on Instagram, I was expressing exactly what you just articulated of I want him to be nicer. And so many, so many stepmoms were like, I have the exact opposite problem where I need my partner to step up and be harsher and lay down the boundaries and call her out on her shit. And again, it's like, I don't know which is worse. I, don't, I want him to have a backbone. I just, I fear that in you being harsher, you know, 
spitting the venom is going to have long lasting repercussions. And then I get nervous about what she's going to do. You know, like at this point, I'm like, what could she do? I don't know. But like, I just. Is she going to tell somebody that I hurt her feelings? (laughs) Is that what's going to happen? Because you don't care about that. Because if she did, I would probably be happy about it. Oh, tired your feelings. Remember when she accidentally sent a screenshot of your conversation to our conversation when she really meant to send it to someone else? Yeah. She's SLRT. So really what I hear you saying is I need to set up a platform so I could provide coaching. Yes. Some of these. Oh, my Some assistance setting boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, should I schedule workshops for you? Mm. You guys listening, let me know if your partners would be interested in taking a workshop from my I don't give a fuck husband. <laughs> okay, but back to the question of the R's baby stuff. So you <laughs> That was a big tangent. That was a big tangent. We're coming, we're bringing it back. So yes, I had a lot of these insecurities. I feel like I expressed them as they were happening and you did your best to validate them and diffuse them. Reassure you that. Yeah. This was a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. And I remember even like, I mean, it was all through my pregnancy. Like, and I would drive myself crazy thinking of like, while you're like, you know, while we're in bed and you're feeling her kick and stuff. And I'm like getting nauseous thinking of like you doing that. And it's like, I felt like an asshole. That was an asshole moment thing of me because at the same time, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you do that with your son? And why wouldn't you, you know, but it was just, I knew how I felt in those moments. And it made me feel icky thinking that she felt that with you too. She didn't. <laughs> it didn't occur really. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, like the whole pregnancy. Right. You guys so were in battle. Yeah. And then when, you know, Nora was born and we went to her like newborn photos, like you got newborn photos with him and her and like you know so it's just like these weird things i will say now though because i came into his life when he was three we've surpassed that with nora Mm -hmm. right like it was weird in planning nora's fifth birthday party i remember planning his fifth birthday party that was the star wars one where he made the lightsaber cake Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's like weird so now i don't really have these like comparison I've surpassed that period of time, you know, like I don't compare anymore where it's like, I have more history with you than she ever has as far as like romantically or like parenting, you know, you you had that as like, I don't know, three months, four (laughs) months. Gross. Right. But I, I, so I think, I think too, were you going to (laughs) fidget? I think, to the stepmoms who are having those thoughts, I mean, given the different dynamics and the different scenarios and stuff, my key advice would be to probably, one, acknowledge that you're romanticizing something more than you probably need to and that we always make up 
more details and shit into our heads than is reality. And then to communicate those feelings to your partner in a way where you are being honest and also letting them know what you need. I think I always needed to hear from you. Girl, you're crazy. I love you. You my woman. <laughs> you're my end all be all. That chick don't matter. <laughs> That's true. All of that is true. I say every bit of it. <laughs> I, I can't believe you impersonated me so well. <laughs> right. Like I just, I, I like, that's what I needed to hear. And even though sometimes like it was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like I still needed to hear it. You drove me crazy. Too. You drove yourself crazy. You drove me crazy. Yeah. And then there were like little stupid things where I'm like, no, I'm not going to have our daughter at the same hospital. And I so badly was like, I don't, just because she had a C-section, I really didn't want to have a C-section. Well, good job. Because she, I thank you. Because she, you know, like, it was just like, and, and at the same time, it just sucked because I didn't want to be that chick that was like comparing birth experiences because every woman is different. And I'm all about like embracing birth is birth, feed your baby, that is best. But I, it, and that's the thing, I'm tangenting again, but when the ex makes you into someone that you're really not, but they get at those deep, dark corners of yourself that you're not proud of. Like, that's what she does to me, and I hate her for it. And I don't like hating people. See how ironic that is? <laughs> like, ah, uh, Like, and that's the thing where, like I said earlier in this episode, of, like, make her irrelevant. That's what I have to do. I have to make her irrelevant so she doesn't make me that person. Why did you bring this person into our life? If I could have gotten rid of her, I would have. <laughs> I think that we share the same frustrations that we both want her to go away. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we can't. We can't. For a little while longer. Yeah. I'm going to ask one more question. Wait, oh, sorry. I, I, I did have one point. So... Just remember, I guess, for your partner, even though those feelings that you're feeling are completely valid and they, they deserve to be addressed and they de deserve respect, remember that your partner is in, a, in the middle, if you will, in this situation. And it's not an easy place to be. Forgive him, ladies. It's okay. No. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm I get saying, it. I get it. Oh, yeah. This is for, this is for not just... Uh, Stepmom or stepparents. But yeah, partners too. For partners. Yeah. And just remember that you are special. Your relationship is special and it is different in so many ways. Whether your partner had my experience, which did not involve any romance, or, you know, they were invested in a marriage, you know, yeah. regardless, the experience with you is unique. It is your own. Allow it to be that. Mm. Because that's, I mean, honor yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't, you don't have to compare yourself to her, to, to, or to the, you know, the bio parent. You don't, mm -hmm. you know, allow your experience to be your own. And that will give you all you need. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think that the, that's how I pull myself out of that comparison is when I'm 
getting mad at myself thinking you're the one that's bringing her into your relationship. Like you have let her go way before, but I'm the one that's keeping her relevant. And as soon as I realize that I'm the one that's doing that, I get mad at myself and I escort her right out. Oh, I know for me, I want her to be, I want her to go away. And so the more you make her relevant, the more you per- it's being brought back into our lives, mm-hmm. which is the furthest thing that I want. Mm-hmm. So if we can not make her relevant, if we can not bring that into the situation, it's ultimately better for the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. In a healthy way. Absolutely. Because I'm not going to go into the what's like her irrelevant, but also let's not dismiss problems that are there that we need to handle. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking to Boynton's. <laughs> so thank you for joining me just in this brief little time. Sure. Shout out to all your fans. Hey, ladies. <laughs> will, you, will you just... You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> will you just say, hi, Aaron. <clears throat> hi, Aaron. <laughs> She'll love that. Hope you're having a lovely episode. (laughs) All right, ladies, that is it for this one. Um, Hope you enjoyed. As always, be well and stay radical. All right, ladies, the episode is over, but do you want a little more? Come find me on Instagram and join the community at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or schedule a one-on-one session and get that personalized support. Or become a Radical member and gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes and merch. Radical Stepmoms is so much bigger than a podcast. Check out the details and the notes on this episode.